Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Christian Apologist Podcast. So glad you could join us. Man, I don't know where any of you guys are in the world, but I know in Texas we had some crazy weather going on. It was absolutely berserk. Um, it was probably the coldest I've ever seen it, and I am born and raised in Texas, and I have never seen cold that cold. I know a lot of people up in the Michigan, Montana, probably in Canada and other parts of the world are thinking, you know, hey, we go through that every winter, but we are not used to it down here, and it was crazy. I mean, we had some record-breaking cold with snow and ice and everything else in between. I mean, it got so cold that so many people were running their heaters and stuff that it caused the power grids throughout the state to overexert itself, and they were having to shut down electricity in many parts of Texas. Now, I know some people, like in Lubbock, where I'm from, uh, my house lost electricity for about four hours, and that's it. so thank God for that. Uh, we did end up being in a hotel during that four hours because we didn't know how long it was going to be out. But I know some people lost power in the Dallas area on a, the, that Sunday, and this all started when all this started, and as of that Thursday, they still hadn't had their electricity turned back on. I mean, I was literally unable to work for almost 10 days due to the road conditions. But during those 10 days, I did watch a lot of YouTube videos and some were saying that the crazy weather that we were having were experiencing was a sign of the end of times. Now, most of them are talking about Matthew 24, uh, verses 7 through 8, where it says nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But I'm just going to be honest with you, folks. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it says that the weather is going to go crazy. Now, I'm not saying it won't. I'm just saying I have never found a verse yet that says the weather was just going nuts. I mean, according to meteorologists, what had happened in Texas was due to some kind of polar vortex that sits on some kind of a pedestal over Siberia. And due to the temperatures in the sky being warmer than normal for this time of year, this vortex was knocked off its pedestal and it just kind of made its way around the U.S. Now, this isn't the first time that this has happened, though. According to the experts, this type of thing happens approximately every 50 years or so. So, I mean, every 50 years or so, this kind of thing happens. So I don't see that it's like, yeah, it's unusual for us because most of us have never lived through it before, but it's not so unusual that it's just never happened before. I mean, earthquakes, volcanoes, floodings, tornadoes, etc. These types of things have been happening for a very, very long time. See, the Bible also mentions that there will be wars and rumors of wars and that this all has to be, this has to happen. And these things have been happening for a very long time. I mean, Jesus compared these types of things to birth pains for a pregnant mother. But something else that Jesus says is, that this is not the end yet. So do I believe that these things are signs that we should be watching for? Absolutely they are. Do I believe because Texas got a cold week in winter that it's the end of the world that's coming? No, of course I don't. Now we are told to watch for signs and know that the end is near. But we aren't told to watch for signs and predict when the end is to come. Jesus makes it very, very clear that only God, the Father, knows when the end is coming. See, now many people study end-time prophecies, 
and way too many times they have predicted the end and obviously it didn't come true. I mean, the Bible makes it clear on what is to happen before the actual end gets here. And Jesus also makes it a point not to focus on the worldly things, but to focus on the heavenly things. More people, in my opinion, need to be focused on Jesus rather than being focused on when the end is coming. See, because the way I see it is if your eyes are on Jesus, when the end does come, it really won't matter because you know where you will be going. But I also came across a few videos where YouTubers and preachers would be talking about heaven and hell and how those that go to hell will be tortured and burning for eternity. Now, I don't know if these people are saying these things in hopes of scaring people into the arms of Jesus, but what they are saying is not biblically accurate. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, see, nowhere, and I mean nowhere in the Bible, does it ever say anything about hell being a place of torture? Now, if you don't believe me, go look it up for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. Look it up for yourself. Nowhere does it say anything about hell being a place of torture for eternity. Now, what the Bible will say is that hell will be a place of torment and agony. Now, torment is completely different from torture. And now, how's that? I'm going to give you the definitions. Torture is defined as the action or practice of inflicting severe pain or suffering on someone as a punishment or in order to force them to do or say something. Torment, on the other hand, is defined as severe physical or mental suffering. See, people can be tormented by other people's words, their actions, their own mental suffering, such as stress, anxiety, worry, etc. And just as there is a hierarchy in heaven, there will also be one in hell. See, someone who lived a good life and never hurt anyone but just didn't believe in Jesus will still go to hell, but they won't be suffering at the same level as someone such as, let's say, Adolf Hitler or Joseph Stalin. See, God is a just God, and justice wouldn't be justice if everyone received the same punishment, no matter the sin. Hell is just the separation from God for all eternity. That's what hell is. Heaven is in the presence of God for all eternity. That in itself, to me, is tormenting just to think about it. I mean, some people don't think so, but that's just because they're still receiving some of God's grace while alive on earth. See, so many times I hear people say how unfair it is for God to send someone to hell for all eternity over a temporal sin. But first, God doesn't send you or anyone anywhere. See, sin is what is sending us, all of us, to hell. Not just you, not just me. Every one of us is headed towards hell due to the crimes of sin. It's like saying that we, we break the law and when the judges sentence us, it's the judge's fault. So we can't blame God for sending people to hell when it's our sins that are doing it. Just like we can't blame a judge for sending us to prison when it's our crime that we committed that did it to us. I mean, honestly, that's just a dumb ideology. And two, people who reject God now who reject Jesus Christ right now are not going to want Jesus or God later on. They're still going to hate him. 
In fact, if you look in the Bible, when it talks about the rich man that is in hell and Jesus is down there and, and he asked Jesus just to, you know, send someone down to tell them or to send someone down so that he can tell them about hell so they wouldn't come there. Not once, if you notice, not once does he ask to come out of hell. He doesn't want out of hell. He doesn't want to accept Jesus Christ now. He doesn't want to accept God now. He just wants to warn other people that the place is real. The place actually exists. And three, all the people with what kind of with the, that kind of mentality are basically complaining that all their lives they've rejected Jesus, but yet now when it comes time for death, they want Jesus to force them to love him and spend eternity with them. Guys, we are going to take a quick break real quick. Give a shout out to our sponsors. We will be back in less than two minutes. Stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome back to the second half of the Christian Apologist podcast. Before we left off, we were talking about how people who don't want to accept God and Jesus now, how they're not going to want to accept him once they're in hell either. And it's funny to me because when we left off, we were saying how these people are expecting Jesus to say, oh, well, you didn't want me then, you don't want me now, but I am going to force you to live in my presence for all eternity. Now, if Jesus actually did that, they would say Jesus was extremely unloving because he is forcing them to be with him. And we all know that forced love is never actually true love. True love itself has to be freely given. It cannot be forced. And while we're on the subject of this, I came across this other YouTuber who goes by the name of Germania. He claims to be an atheist, but I watched some of his videos. And what it looked like to me, it's not like as if he was actually an atheist, but it's more of, he just hates God and he hates Christianity. In fact, this guy, and I can't like say it per verbatim because I don't remember the exact everything he said, but I'll actually put a link to his video um, on our YouTube channel uh, this coming week, so you can check that out. But it's GRR Mania, Germania. And, and he actually went as far as to saying that this is his logic, and this is what he says. This is his logic. His logic says that if babies and children go to heaven automatically if they die, then Basically, why aren't we killing them? I mean, he literally says that abortion should be a good thing because these children automatically go back into heaven. I mean, that is his mentality. And I was completely blown away by it. In fact, I ended up messaging him on YouTube and I told him, I said, your mentality is that of Hitler's, but even worse, Hitler wanted mass killings and mass destruction on humans and on people because he thought it would better the world. But yet you want to kill millions of children and babies because you think that's your way of saving them from ever having the chance to choose between heaven and hell. I mean, what kind of person actually makes these claims? And then he goes as far to, he wanted to try to explain to me his thought processes on this. And I even told him, I said, there is no thought process. You are claiming that you want to kill 
babies and children because it benefits them from ever having to choose heaven or hell. So basically, instead of giving them a choice, you're saying, well, I'm just going to let you go to heaven, so I'm going to kill you now. That is a psychopath. He, that is a sociopath. There is something wrong with this. I mean, if, if I am I the only one that sees this? I mean, that does not even come close to making logical sense, and yet he keeps trying to defend himself to me. And I'll keep telling him, there is no defense for this. There's never a defense in killing a human being, period, much less an innocent baby or child. And the best part is, is in a couple of videos before that that I watched, he says how God is basically completely immoral because he killed uh, people in the flood and he uh, ordered the Israelites to kill the Canaanites and that just makes God completely immoral. But yet, in, the, in this video, now he's claiming that he's going to be a saint for murdering innocent children and babies. Like, I don't know, my head just explodes. Like, what are you thinking? What is your mentality? Like, where does that come from? Like, honestly, sir, I don't know who you are personally, but you might want to talk to a psychiatrist. You might want to be locked up in a mental hospital because that is the same mentality as serial killers and people that just commit horrible, horrible crimes. And then there was another video that he had created, and I want to believe that basically he was trying to quote Isaiah 45.7, maybe? I can't remember exactly, but I, I know it's in Isaiah 45. I just don't remember if it was 7 or 27. But anyways, it's the it's the verse in the Bible where God says that um, he creates peace, and then he says, I create evil, and yada, yada, yada. And, and, and the reason I say yada, yada, yada is because I just want to focus on that one verse where God says, I create evil. So this guy goes, well, if God creates evil, then God cannot be moral. So therefore, there is no objective morality because God is not an all-moral being. Now, he tries to focus on the fact of, you know, the actual Hebrew word, which is raw for evil. And he's trying to say that people try claiming that, oh, that's not what it means and yada, yada. No, I completely agree with him. I, I do agree with his translation of it. I do agree that the Bible says that God says, I create evil. But he's taking the verse out of context for one, and then he's reading it in a completely different style of literature than what he should be. Now, what do I mean by that? So what God is basically trying to say is that because of his goodness and because of his, you know, his, his rules and his laws and everything else, that it will create evil to happen. That's what God's trying to say. He's not saying I create evil like literally, and that's the end of the sentence. He has it in the whole verse mixed together, and he's saying that I'm going to create evil because this is what I'm going to end up doing is by doing all these good things, and some people will accept it, some people won't. In fact, Jesus even said that I did not come to bring peace. I came to bring division. I come to bring father against son, mother against daughter. Now, is it Jesus who really is dividing the family up? No, it's not Jesus actually doing that. People are doing that. See, because some people are going to accept Jesus and some people aren't, and that's going to cause division. That's going to cause separation. So it's not that God creates evil. It's because of who God is and God's laws, and it's the way that people take that, and some people want to accept it and some people don't, 
And that is going to create evil. That is what God is talking about in that verse. I mean, the guy seems like he's he's very intelligent, the way he talks. Um, I watch his videos. You don't ever see his face, but I watch his videos. He seems very intelligent. I just don't understand while he's tr why he's trying to argue on such dumb ideology. Like nobody would argue on the same things that he's trying to argue on because they're dumb. They don't make any sense. I mean, some of the world's greatest atheists, such as Christopher Hitchens, Richard Dawkins, uh, Michael Shermer, um, there's so many of them. I've never, I've watched a lot of their debates and they have never even tried to argue on some of the same things that he's arguing on because it doesn't make any sense. And yet for this kid, this guy, I don't know if he's a kid or a man, but to him, it makes complete sense. And so, yeah, I do reach out to him. And if he ever listens to this, I ask you, contact me. My email is richard at thechristianapologist.org. Anybody can contact me. Give me your thoughts. Tell me what you think. Is there some video I need to see? Is there some video I need to comment on? Is there somebody I need to talk to? Maybe he'll debate me. I don't know. But he really, really, really needs to like read the Bible and understand it before he can actually argue against it. Like he has no idea what he's arguing against. And like I said, when it comes to the baby thing, I don't know. I don't know if there's somebody you can talk to. I don't know if there's some medication maybe you can take. Because that is not a normal, normal thought process. It's not. But, well, that's our week. Well, guys, that's the end of our episode this week. I'm sorry for the last part. It's basically it was just a rant. But um, I just wanted to tell people about that. I didn't know if anybody's ever seen him or have heard of him or anything else. And if you have... Tell me what your thoughts are. Send me an email. I'd like to know. But you all have a very blessed week, and God bless.